Market Research Podcast Award is back, and it's time to nominate your favorite Kick-Ass Insights podcast for a chance to win the coveted title of MR Podcast of the Year. Nominations are now open, and they'll stay open through June 30th. Voting will then start July 1st and go through August 12th. Nominate your absolute favorite podcast of the insights industry at littlebirdmarketing.com slash MR dash podcast dash award. The winner will be announced this September at Greenbook's IIX Behavior. Will your favorite insights podcast make the cut? Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, Little Bird Mama here and CEO, and I have with me a very special guest. In fact, I was just with him down in Austin, but I just, as we're connecting this morning for this podcast, he's in the Azores, and we're going to forgive him. We're going to get over it, (laughs) but uh, super jealous. Uh, Miles wrote, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for having me. And yeah, we, I am here off the coast of Portugal and the Azores Islands on Sao Miguel, and it is the most miraculous place I have ever been. Okay. I just don't even know how I'm going to podcast at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already over there, but okay. Well, the reason why I wanted to have Miles on, in fact, I got to meet Miles face-to-face in Austin when we had IIEX. So a lot of you who have followed me for a long time know that I'm very passionate about trying to champion other people's stories. And and just as we were getting ready for this podcast, Miles mentioned it to me and kind of said, hey, you know, you're always cheerleading other people to get their book out. And listen, that is totally true. And I really hate it when people devalue their own story, devalue Mm -hmm. their own experience and kind of get into this, what me? No, nobody would want to hear this kind of thing. So Miles, this is why my connection with you and with Scribe Media, I want to shout it from the rooftops. I Mm -hmm. know that it is hard to write a book that very few people can get it done, but if they could get some help Maybe we could figure that out. So I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Miles, let him talk a little bit about himself. But I want to kind of frame this as you know that when you come to Ponderings from the Perch, we're going to pull the curtain back a little bit. We're going to demystify some topic and we're going to quit using jargon. We're not going to make it like all lofty. We're going to just really talk about it in plain English and take away that big question mark around why would I want to write a book and how would I even go about writing a book? So Miles, why don't you tell us a little bit about your role as an author strategist at Scribe Media? What does that look like? What do you do? Yeah, yeah. So at Scribe Media, I'm I'm the author strategist. I help essentially anyone who's interested potentially in writing a book or they've written a book, onboarding them to either publishing if the book has been written or talking about different options of what it would look like to actually tell their story and write their book. And to your point, it's loaded with confusion, fear, complexity. I think oftentimes when we think about the publishing world, we've done it through the lens of how it was always done in the past through traditional publishing. And all of that has changed. And I think even myself, a couple of years ago, I didn't even realize how much all of that had changed. And I still would look through the lens of traditional publishing, and that would be the only way to do it. I always wanted to write my own book, but never really could see myself doing it. Because to your point, how do you how do you somehow come up with a book that is picked up by an agent and by a publisher and then sells a bunch of a million copies and goes on to be a bestseller? Like 
that's the way that I think most of us have thought about writing and publishing a book. And that's just uh, an old way of thinking about it. So my role is to help authors realize all of the different options to be able to share their story. And not only from a place of sharing your story, because that's really important, but then what the book can get you. It's not about selling a million copies or landing on a bestseller, but it is about making an impact, changing people's lives. And then of course, how it can help you in your own business, in your own career, in your own life. And having a professionally published book, it really just opens up doors that otherwise never would open. So my role is to help bring authors on and bring them to Scribe and help them share their story. I love it. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why publish a book? Because, Mm. you know, some people, they could skip over this little section. So like, yeah, I get it. But help people understand why people go about doing that. Because, you know, it's not always this idea of, okay, I'm going to make money from a book. <laughs> That's right. a real rarity. So so help people understand that. What? Why would people go about doing this? Yeah. So let's look through that traditional publishing lens again. If you're going to be picked up by a traditional publisher, let's say, and I think this is why people have this idea that you have to sell a bunch of copies to make money from your book, because again, it's this old lens that we're looking through. If you're picked up by a traditional publisher, the only way that you're really picked up by a publisher is if you have a large audience. They need to guarantee a certain amount of sales for them to invest in you, to bring you you on as an author and publish a book. And if they're not going to get that certain number of sales, then to them, it's just not really worth it, right? So they don't care about the story. They don't care about the audience. They don't care really about you. They really care about how many copies they're going to sell. So again, that's the old way of looking at things. But really, if you just have a professionally published book that either is aligned with let's say your business, it doesn't matter how many copies you sell. In fact, I would say most of our authors, they're trying to give their book away as much as possible, knowing that they're going to get far more opportunities from what the book gets them, as opposed to, you know, selling copies of your book and making money off of royalties, right? That's just one way of looking at it. And that's kind of the old way of looking at it. With a book, it opens up doors like getting speaking engagements, raising your credibility and authority overall, uh, making new connections, growing your platform. A lot of people think that, wow, in order for me to come out with a book and launch a book, I need to have a really big platform to do it. It's like, no, it's the opposite. You can use a book and leverage a book to grow your platform because people are going to take you much more seriously and they're going to convert in a much higher rate knowing that you have a professionally published book in the world, it really creates a level of trust. So instead of thinking through, how can I market a book to sell more copies? It really should be, how can I use the book as a marketing tool? So that's one kind of aspect. The other is really sharing your story, right? So Scribe's mission statement is unlocking the world's wisdom. We want to help everyone on earth, right? And publish a book. Even if you don't publish through us, we have free resources out there on exactly what you should be doing, how you should be thinking about writing your book, because we think it's powerful in sharing your story. It's it's cathartic. Before we hopped onto this podcast, you and I were discussing how so many women in particular, as you were saying, but it's really men too, have this idea that how is my story valuable? Like who cares about my story? And in fact, it's we relate better to quote unquote regular people and not celebrities, right? who uh, maybe have this otherworldly story to tell that we can't really relate to. But 
if our neighbor writes and publishes a book, even though they're maybe not well known, we're likely going to relate to them a lot more. So there's a lot of value also, I think, in just telling your story. And then there's impact, right? That's the other thing here. Uh, it's not just about book sales or driving revenue back to your business, but the impact that you can leave on others. And sharing your story really helps with that in other ways that doing social media posts can't. This is much more permanent. It, it leaves much more of a legacy. And you're able to share that with your network, with your peers, and of course, with your family and with your children that stands out beyond your LinkedIn profile, for example. I love that. And, you know, I had uh, Javon McCormick, your CEO at Scribe Media on my podcast one time and talk about what an impact of his story yeah. and telling his story. Yes. And I, I definitely will put that in the show notes, have people go listen over there, but he has a powerful story and you kind of think of, well, I don't know that I want a world really without someone telling that story. And right. it does start changing your mindset about it. Let's take a short break. Looking for boutique level service and extensive global research that will elevate your market research program? When it comes to finding a partner to manage survey programming, audience targeting, and fielding strategies, as well as run your projects smoothly, on budget, and within your timelines, Innovate MR is the obvious choice. Let their experts take the reins on your projects and help you answer your most pressing questions faster. You can find them at InnovateMR.com. Let me shift gears a little bit and let's talk about, you know, I love how you said that we are looking through book publishing through an old lens. Well, one of those old lenses is really about the mechanism of publishing and who gets to keep your information and who gets to control you and who gets to, you know, give you money over time and royalties and things like that. So help me understand what's changed, you know, from that side as well. Yeah, really good question. So when you traditionally publish, a lot of people don't realize that the traditional publisher owns all of the rights to the book. They own all of the intellectual property, all of the IP. They also are going to be in total control of your royalties. Now you're going to get a certain percentage and traditionally how it works is they pay you in advance and then you pay off that advance with your book royalties. And until you pay off that book advance, you're not getting any money from your royalties. Once you pay back your advance, right? So it's not like you're getting money to write the book. It's really just a loan. And then once you pay it back with your royalties, then you're getting a small percentage of each book that you sell. So they're keeping the, the rights and they are in control of your royalties. But I think even scarier than that is they're in total control over the creative of your book, right? So they're in control of the cover. They're in control of the content. If you have things in there that you feel strongly about, but maybe they disagree with, well, then they're going to tell you and you're not going to be able to keep it in there. And that's unfortunate because a lot of publishers, they may lean a certain direction that maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum of, and now you're not able to share your story in an authentic way and you're bending over to uh, someone else and you're sharing more of kind of what they want you to share as opposed to what is authentic to you. At Scribe, we turn all of that on its head. We want the author to have full ownership over all of the IP, all of your rights, and keeping 100% of your royalties. To give you an example, David Goggins published with us. A lot of people have heard of David Goggins. He wrote the book, Can't Hurt Me. It's been on the New York Times bestseller list for I don't know how long, right? He sold a three or four million copies. That is 
an absurd amount of copies, right? It's it's extremely rare. So not to set false expectations that most of us can do that. We can't. He has a phenomenal story and already had a huge platform. But because he had full ownership over his royalties and he's keeping all of his royalties, he's made more money on his book than basically anyone in history, right? More than you could even say than the Obamas because he's keeping 100% of the royalties and he's not just getting one to 2% of those royalties. So the old way of doing it was gated and others were in control of your story and your content and your royalties. The new way of publishing allows you to have full ownership and keep all of your royalties. I love this, but this pushes us into my favorite part of uh, of what Scribe Media does. And I make no bones about it. I tell people all the time, <laughs> I'm in the process of writing my book right now. And it is different than ghostwriting. It is not someone else mm. writing your book. Scribe Media is bringing a, a scribe that is connected to you, can understand you, like it, it jives with you and helping you get your words out. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, and again, I like to pull the curtain back. I'm not, you know, listen, y- you should look at my life and know that I don't have the time to get my book out by myself. And, mm. you know, you and I have talked a lot about this, this truth that people are waiting well over seven years on average, right. kind of going, I'm going right. to write a book. I'm going to write a book. I'm going I'm to get to it. And we kid ourselves with this. You know, I, I remember reading the KonMari book and just mm-hmm. going, you know, this applies to writing a book. Like it's almost like your junk drawer, you keep this thing, but you mm. have to keep taking care of this thing. And you're like, you keep putting, I'm going to put this battery over here. No, I'm going to put it over <laughs> this old key, this old key that I don't know what it goes to. I'm gonna, But it, it's taken up so many minutes of my life, moving it from one junk drawer to the next. And I use that concept with the idea of writing my book, it was taking up so much space in my world, in my life, in my brain, moving it around. Oh, I'll do it then. Then I'll do it with this person. Yes. Then I'll co-author here. And, and I wanted all that time and space and energy back. And so when I committed to saying, you know what? I need a scribe to help me. I'm going to talk and they're going to write. <laughs> yes. And I'm going to yes. get this out authentically from what you know what's in my heart. But tell me a little bit about what you know about that process that people are constantly putting this process off. You know, what, what do you hear? Because by the time you, you, you know, you get a chance to talk with them, something has happened that they've decided to take a next step and kind of quit putting it off. Yeah, I I think you're exactly right. It's those who have kind of, at least mostly, right? It's those who have been spinning in those circles for such a long time that they realize they're not going to get it done. There are some who have the foresight to know that they're never going to get it done and they're able to take action, but that's rare. Usually we try, we try, we try, we spin ourselves around and we come out the other side, either we give up or you you call scribe, right? Um, and <laughs> I, I think that in some ways, maybe it's worse if you are a good writer, you know, I think it always yes. worse because you keep thinking, no, I'm going to get this done myself. I'm going to get this. Right. Like, if you're maybe don't consider yourself a good writer, you might say, well, of course I'm going to need help. But I imagine it's worse for people who fancy themselves good writers. I mean, I... I mean, how many blogs go out of this place, lead magnets, everything, yeah. where I'm a CEO of a content, a digital content <laughs> marketing company, and I cannot get around to writing my own ding-dang book. Right. That's, you <laughs> nailed it. You absolutely nailed it. I would say more than 85% of the folks who use Scribe Professional, which is our the service that you were referencing, where you lean on us to help you write the book in your voice, which we'll talk more about but I would say at least 85% could have written their book on their own, right? If they had the time, if they had maybe the structure, the uh, correct structure to do it, 
uh, if they were able to get over certain author fears that all of us have, right, then yes, they, they're capable. But are they going to? Probably not. And if they do, how professional is it going to be? Because it has nothing to do with necessarily about being a good writer. Oftentimes, it's about the book positioning and getting the positioning of the book right. But we have found that with for example, Scribe Professional, we don't call it ghostwriting because this is writing the book for the author in their voice. And we do it off a series of interviews. So we interview them based on a structure and outline that we help create with them side by side to ensure that we're on track to reach the goals that they want. Then from that book positioning and structure that we've created and table of contents and outline, we interview them as many times as we need to interview them to pull out all of the content that we need for that book. And then we write the book for them. Now, it's not ghostwriting because we're literally using their words, their transcripts. We're just reformatting it in a way that is professional. And we know that the audience that we're trying to reach will find it digestible and entertaining. So it's not ghostwriting. It's a whole new way of writing. And when you're speaking, it's very different than sitting down at a computer and just writing. You know, it, it's a totally different world when you're alone in your basement with your computer trying to write the perfect sentence to write your perfect book. It's totally different when you have someone there by your side asking you questions, prompting you with questions. And we've actually found that you can write better books because you have someone there who when you're sharing something and you're often, we're so close to our material, we're so close to our subject matter, to our ideas. You know, you get so close to the trees, you can't see the forest. And that often will happen with our own books and our own ideas. But when you have someone there by your side, asking you clarifying questions and having you dig deeper into areas that are very interesting that maybe you don't realize are that interesting, you're able to take your ideas even further and uncover things that are in you that you didn't even know that otherwise you wouldn't get to sitting there alone. So overall, we have found that this way of writing has been profound and we're able to, we've published more than a thousand books now and they're amazing because you're doing it with a professional writer who is there using your voice and taking your ideas further. Oh, I love it. And let, let's kind of talk about how this is almost a, even crazier that a CEO of a digital content agency <laughs> is uh, used to describe. But then there's the next step is let's say the book is written. I mean, hallelujah, mm. clink some champagne. And, you know, I mean, it's not just a glass. I mean, let's just say bottles. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, uh, but then you're not done. There's really mm. a lot of work to do in launching the book in marketing it and using it coming back around to what you talked about earlier about how do I use this to get better speaking engagements? How is this going to grow my platform? You know, how is this adding to my professional legitimacy, that, that perception and um, how am I using this as social proof that I am the expert in my field? How can I use this as a marketing tool? And this is what's interesting is obviously we're a digital marketing company. So mm. I understand that the work is not done when you write the blog. That's I, right. If, if it were about writing the blog, listen, nobody would be hiring us. I mean, That's right. you know, people can finally get the blog out. But what do I do with that? We have like 52 items that we do after the blog is written. It's about the devil in the details. So tell me a little bit about you know, how people, let, let's start with maybe the negative so we could end on the positive. How do people go about launching a book incorrectly? 
Mm, I love this question. Well, first, I mean, to take a, a larger step back and then I'll get to that. You also have to, once your book is written, you still have to figure out the publishing side of things. And that's often the case where you can work, let's say you're not working with Scribe and you go and you hire a ghostwriter. Let's say even you have a phenomenal manuscript that is written with a ghostwriter. Then what? What do you do with your manuscript? Again, you, you can try to shop it around to have it picked up by a traditional publisher. First, you have, a, have to find an agent. But again, unless you have a large platform, you're not going to get picked up. So what do you do with your manuscript, right? So the other thing that Scribe does do is publishing and professional publishing. When you publish with Scribe, you're getting the same level of professionalism as a traditionally published book, which is major. That couldn't have been done in the past. And because publishing has changed so much, now it can. So let's jump into your question then about marketing and, and what are the things that you shouldn't do and ways that you shouldn't be thinking around your launch? The biggest mistake that I see is folks thinking that their book launch is a day or a week long, and that is simply not the case. When you have a professionally published book and not just an ebook, right, or not just a lead magnet book or a 90-minute book, but a book that stand on its own that could be in a book uh, store and you could pull off a shelf, when you have a book like that, that is a cornerstone asset for the rest of your career that you can use. Even if you're not using it again directly to your career and then for your you know, job, it's something that you will have forever. And that's how you should be thinking about your book launch as well. This is something that you can always be picking up and marketing. And the biggest mistake we see is folks come out with their book. They sell a couple hundred copies at launch. They feel disappointed that after that kind of momentum drops that they just, well, it, it, it didn't go as, as well as I thought. And well, that sucks. And my book launch is over. It's like, no, let's, let's, this is something that is always with you. You can publish your book two years ago and say, you know what, it's time to get on some podcasts and talk about my book again. Right. And that is something that's available uh, to folks. So one of the best ways to think about uh, coming out with your book and having a launch is something that you're always launching, something that is always with you, like a website. Your website, you don't launch one time and then you're done. You're consistently working on it. It's always changing and evolving, but it's something that is always with you to represent you and your brand. And the book is the same way. The other thing I would say is it's really not about the amount of copies sold. It's about the impact that you're making on others and what you're getting in return for coming out with your book. Books spread by word of mouth. So unless you have a really, really large audience, you're going to come out the gate on your book launch and you're going to not sell a lot of copies. But if you write a great book and you're sharing it and you're getting on podcasts and you're getting featured in online publications or you have it on your website and you're driving people to your website or you're using it on your social media to grow your social media, and now you're getting more followers and push people to buy your book through uh, you know, a mechanism like that. Now people are getting to really actually read your book, word of mouth happens, and over time, two or three years, now your book can actually start to sell a lot of copies. So what we often see at Scribe, after the first year, maybe they sell a thousand copies, but year two and year three, they're selling far more, which is the opposite way we usually think about marketing and launching a book. I love that. So you talked about, hey, let's get on podcasts and, and talk about our book. So I know you weren't expecting this, but Miles, tell us a little bit about your book, about Rewrite Your Life. 
Yes. So I am currently writing my own book. To your point, before I was able to get the support of Scribe and I get to be, I'm very lucky that I, that I work at Scribe <laughs> and can lean on experts every day. I had been spinning in circles for at least seven years with my book idea, right? Uh, my book, the, the working title is Personal Undevelopment. So I, lo I love that adult. phrase. I was hoping you were yeah. going to hone in on that. It's so <laughs> yeah. intriguing immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It's the idea that if we want to become uh, the person that we want to be, it's less about doing more and more about undoing who we've been. Right. And this comes, it's very personal to me and that I had chronic pain for over 20 years and it dictated basically all of my life, the way that I thought about life, the way that I thought about myself the career that I was in was based on childhood things. My dad was in, he sold drugs out of our house. He went to prison. I watched him go to prison. So I became a police officer and I, I thought I was going to be in the FBI and CIA and, you know, be one of the good guys. Well, later when my chronic pain fortunately was healed, I had this opportunity to, to realize how much it affected all of my life and who I was. And then it, I took a larger look at my life and said, wow, even my career is based on my childhood. Nothing wrong with that per se. I think it's pretty normal, but I was able to ask myself, is this what I authentically want? Or maybe I could want something else. And so I stepped away from that and I essentially reorganized my entire life and way that I would think about myself. So it was undoing. I was undoing who I was. And I started to even become more of who I feel like I am, right? But it, it took the undoing part. So that's really where personal undevelopment comes in. It's that idea that you can create the light that you want, not necessarily by doing more, which personal development kind of pushes you towards do more. Here's the hacks to be more efficient. It's like, no, you should actually do nothing more and you should do less and then undo more. Right. So it's, it's that kind of concept. I love it. I love it. At the risk of getting super personal, I have to say one of my favorite, like my all time really has become my best friend, but for many years was a counselor um, of ours. And I remember um, in marriage counseling, which I firmly believe in. I mean, I had marriage counseling mm. before I ever got married and mm. it was premarital counseling. Then it became marital counseling. <laughs> I'm telling you, if anybody thinks that it's easy, um, it's not. And I've been married 29 years, very happily. So wow. let me tell you, get counseling. It's so great. <laughs> but I remember laughing one day we were in marriage counseling and I remember him, you know, we're just like, I'm bawling. I'm like, this is, you know, this has to change. This has to change. Like somebody need, you know, of course it's like, you need to fix him, you know, kind uh -huh. of thing. But I remember at the very end of the session, my counselor being like, okay. Um, and I'm like, well, what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to go home and do? You know, I was a little aggressive just, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, and he's like, okay, well, I want you to go home and do nothing. And I'm just like, wait, I thought you were supposed to bandaid this and fix this and do this and have action and have it. And in this idea of just like, no, don't keep dealing with this. Don't keep yes. grinding this, you know, yes. go back and do nothing with this. That would yes. be the novel concept. So when I read your story, it's just like, so resonated with me. I think it's very true. And I think it's our society that kind of constantly heaps more, maybe it's a Protestant work ethic too. That's, you know, the, the puppet master for all of us, you know, it's like, as if, if we could do more, we would be more, but I love this about, you know, this, this, this concept. Yes. So I'm just telling everybody right now, the cue starts here. So get in <laughs> line. I can't wait for the book, but obviously Miles and I work together and we'd love for, um, we'd love to hear your story. And so I'll put a link in the show notes about how you actually work with Miles. Miles, if they were to have a meeting with you as an author strategist, 
what is that going to sound like? What is that going to look like? And just just tell us a little bit about what, what they would expect, because I know there's some fear there too. Like, I don't want to call somebody and then maybe I'm not ready. And, you know, yeah. that's also very weird. Let's make this unweird. What what would that look like? Yeah, really good question. It's it's really just a discovery call. And we call it that for that reason. So you you get on with me and you basically, we just get to know one another. Tell me a little bit more about you, about the book kind of idea that you're working with. It does not have to be fleshed out. There are some, again, maybe you're halfway through writing your book or you know exactly the book that you want to write. And there are others who say, you know, I know that there's a book in me or I know that I should write a book for my business, but I'm not really sure where to start. That's a great place to just book the call, to learn more about what's possible. Because beyond Scribe Professional, there are other ways of doing it. We have a free online course uh, that'll walk you through exactly how you would write your book. You still have to figure out the publishing end, but still, uh, you know, we want to be able to help everyone write their book. So it's not about paying a lot of money to do that. It's giving you the resources to be able to share your story. So on the call, we'll talk through all the different options, whether or not you want to write the book yourself and ways that you can do that, or if you want to lean on us to do that. And we also talk through publishing. Publishing oftentimes is a very confusing, complex thing, or at least we have it in our brains that it is. And we're able to flesh out really what it looks like and help you understand that you're held all the way through. Even with Scribe Professional, for example, since we've been talking about that, it usually only requires about 50 or 60 hours of time from the author, beginning to end, that's it, to get your book written, edited, published, up and ready for sale. So uh, even if you're thinking, I don't have time for this right now, in fact, it could often save you time because what you're able to do with the book and how that can help your business or your career can often save you time because it does a lot of the work for you. Yeah, I remember looking at my calendar when I was in that process and seeing, oh, next Tuesday is coming up. Okay, I've got a, you know, one hour, two hour, or three hour with my scribe. And so we would just look through my, you know, outline and be like, okay, let me talk about this. What do I mean by this? And, you know, I would just start talking. Well, I remember the, the even the stress of going, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> Which cracked uh, my, my, my executive VP, Ashley, she always laughs at me because I'll be going to a speaking gig and I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about? She's like, you'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you start, you'll be fine. So, exactly. you know, it was still even frightening once I had made the step and there's so much, you know, so much to it. And, you know, nobody does anything that's just, it all comes easy to them. And maybe right. we could leave it with that demystification is like people who get their book done, they're not better at things than you are. <laughs> they might be better at asking for help or kind of like the old adage, the only way out is through. Like, yes, is this, is this the way that I could get through this? And kind of to my KonMari point so that I could quit moving this book idea around in my junk drawer. <laughs> yes. The only difference is they've taken the steps, right, towards uh, something like this to see if it's, it's suitable for them and then trusted the process and lean into it. That's the other thing. If you don't do that, and you're constantly trying to kind of do it in your own way and you're not leaning on experts to help, you know, oftentimes it's more about who, not how, and connecting with the right people. You are a super connector, right? You know this better than anyone. If you can connect with the right people, that oftentimes will solve all of the problems because you get to work with them to do things that you otherwise can't, and that's where you can lean on professionals for that type of help. 
I love it. Well, I'm going to put a link in the show notes of how you can have this free discovery call with Miles. Obviously, you can hear it in our voices. We we have deep respect for each other. And it's like, it'd probably be maybe refreshing, you know, or maybe even a release for you to talk with someone and at least get the idea out there. And yes. even if the time is not right for you, I will also put in the show notes the link for their free course, because maybe that is something that is for you. If you still do think that you have the possibility of DIYing it, then this will demystify a little bit of that process for you. So I love it. Miles, thank you so much for coming on my show. I totally appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been glorious. I love the work that you do. I love that you're always trying to connect people and help kind of bring them further along their life goals. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And I think you you really stand for that. So I appreciate that. I love it. Well, from all of us here at Little Bird Marketing also, we wish you the very best day. Thanks for listening. And also, happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.